Hi, and welcome to Popaholics, the show where a dad and daughter dish on pop culture. I'm Steve Hall. <laughs> I'm Kate Hall. <laughs> oh, so Kate, what uh, pop culture have you been consuming? Um, so the first uh, thing I have to talk about is I watched a really great movie on Prime this weekend called Catherine Called Birdie, and it is based on the book by Karen Cushman, which I remember reading when I was younger, like grade school, junior high age, probably. The story is, or the movie is a funny, heartwarming story of a 14-year-old Birdie. Uh, that's her nickname, Navigating Life in Medieval England. The screenplay was written and directed by Lena Dunham. Lena Dunham. Mm-hmm. And it stars uh, Andrew Scott. Love him. Pop Priest, Moriarty. He's been mm-hmm. on a ton of stuff. Billy Piper and Bella Ramsey plays Birdie. And Bella Ramsey uh, was in Game of Thrones. Yeah, it was just really good. I mean, you'll if you watch it, if you are at all um into the british film scene you'll recognize pretty much everybody that's in the movie and we as we as we have established i do love a, a period piece of course they update it with um modern more modern music and uh, obviously birdie birdie is a, a girl kind of ahead of her time she doesn't want to get married she wants to do her own thing and so that is the main like um conflict between her and her father because things things aren't going so well for them financially so of course that's uh one of the ways that he can help make sure that his family is secure is by marrying her off i thought i thought it was a really good representation of a a father-daughter relationship because they you can tell they love each other they have fun with each other but then when they're both going to bat we'll say for what they both want that um clashing is very realistic and we wouldn't know anything at all about that anything about that we've never had a disagreement ever (laughs) (laughs) and so yeah so i thought i thought it was really good um you said this was directed by lena dunham the yeah screenplay and directed by Lena Dunham, who is problematic. She's not my favorite person. Yeah, I was going to ask, how does this, how do you feel like this? I mean, would people recognize this as a Lena Dunham project? I don't know. Because it's, I watched Girls when it was on, right? Was that the name of the show? Yep. Um, And it was fine i didn't really i wasn't a big fan of it um but i didn't hate it maybe they might because i'm i honestly i could not tell you one thing about (laughs) about girls because it's been so long um so maybe somebody that is much more you know has a much better memory of it maybe they might recognize some some themes but it, it did feel very much like strong strong females and an exploration of all different kinds of relationships yeah that wasn't really an answer to your question i don't know okay. maybe somebody so you, somebody else that is uh you know familiar with lena dunham's work let us know uh, get back to me <laughs> and so that's on that's uh on prime it's called, and it's called Catherine called birdie on prime Catherine called birdie and then relating to that I also watched uh, the new movie 
I'm going to say Rosaline, which is on Hulu, and it is a comedic retelling of Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet, but from the perspective of Juliet, of Romeo's jilted ex, Rosaline, who is played by uh, Caitlin Deaver from Booksmart. She's been in a bunch of other stuff. She's really like fun and witty and quick. And it also stars Bradley Whitford, Minnie Driver, uh, Christopher McDonald, who you may not you may not know off the top a bunch of stuff that he's been in but you'll recognize him um when he shows up you'll be like uh, oh, this is God. this is the guy i'm thinking of yeah he's been in a ton of stuff yeah and so comparing that rosaline with Catherine called birdie i enjoyed Catherine called birdie much more um but i but rosaline reminded me of it kind of reminded me of like movies from when I was younger, like Clueless, Ella Enchanted, if anybody remembers that one. And so I thought it was really interesting that there were like kind of in a cycle or I felt like we're kind of in a cycle where I was super into reading and watching historical fiction when I was younger. And obviously that's continued, but it's not just like a me thing. Like there's, you know, classic stories being updated but with like the correct time period well i shouldn't say that because i'm not a costumer so i don't know if it was if any of that that those choices were accurate right um felt it felt accurate to stuff that i have seen in the past so again kind of same thing rosaline she's sharp she's funny she doesn't want to get married or she doesn't want to get married to the suitors that her her dad's bringing around. She only has eyes for Romeo. And then I thought it was a really clever exploration of uh, she meets another person and he's trying to figure out like, why are you trying to break Romeo and Juliet up? Like, do you really love him? And of course her, her reasonings are like, not the best. (laughs) So, um, So I thought that was a really cool update to the story because that's you know when you think about it like young girls and it's really weird and twisted that people make Romeo and Juliet the ultimate love story star-crossed lovers and actually it's it's really gross if you think about it they barely know each other uh and then they end up dead like (laughs) we can do better that's not the best representation of of what love should be in my opinion so I felt like this new movie on Hulu did a good job of of being like hey guys hey let's rethink this <laughs> so Rosalind on Hulu yeah okay well I'm gonna last week I talked about a couple of movies at the Heartland Film Festival which uh, mm-hmm. is centered here in Indianapolis and I mentioned the whale and corsage last time I'm gonna um, talk about two other ones at least two other ones one of them is uh, called the road dance and this is set in on one of the islands in the Outer Hebrides uh, in Scotland, uh, off the mm-hmm. coast of Scotland, north of Scotland, Glasgow. It's directed by uh, an American guy, Richie Adams. The plot of this thing is that this uh, girl, played by Hermione Corfield, falls in love with a guy in the village. He and the other men in the village, young men in the village, have to go off to World War One. And so mm-hmm. there's a party the night before they go 
and something tragic uh, and life altering happens to her. Okay? okay. And that's about all I can say about the, the plot. It's extremely well done. Hermione uh, Corfield is just wonderful in the main role. The Outer Hebrides looks like a beautiful but extremely harsh place to live, you know? Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's 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 quite good, and uh, you know, bring your hankies, and it's the Road Dance, twenty twenty one, and then I'll also mention another movie, a little lighter, called, and I'm going to say this wrong, Roishi and Frank, which is a movie shot in Gaelic or Irish, as they as Gaelic speakers call it. Plot is that this widow whose husband's been dead about two years. The stray dog comes into her life and mm-hmm. sits in the husband's chair, goes and finds his, uh, his hurling ball and starts playing with it, uh, does this, does that. And she becomes convinced that it's the reincarnation of her husband. And mm-hmm. so she refers to the dog as Frank. And her, her grown son is afraid she's losing her mind. And, of course, you know, trying to. And then all the people in this village are like, you know, uh, seeing the way she interacts with this dog. And some of them are accepting uh, mm-hmm. that it's Frank. And others, of course, think she's a little loony. Uh, yeah. And then he befriend, friend, Frank befriends this young boy who wants to be a great hurler. And so then that becomes a big part of the plot. It's sweet. It's funny. Uh, got a lot of heart. So that uh, that's uh, Roishi and Frank. Yeah, I think that sounds like Roisin. Roisin, Mamie. Yeah. And Frank. And these movies, you should probably just watch for them. Uh, I'm sure they'll pop up um, streaming, possibly art, art house films. Oh, and one interesting thing I forgot to mention about the road dance. The love interest in that uh, is a guy, uh, Will Fletcher. Uh, is played by Will Flet- Fletcher as the actor. And we were amazed to find out after the screening, because they have a Q&A, mm-hmm. that that was his first screen role ever he'd never oh, really? had another screen role and he's just great and so if if you know we've talked about rings of power on this show if people remember galadriel's uh brother okay so galadriel the elf and her brother she and her brother are fighting the orcs and then he gets um killed by sauron yeah um that that was will fletcher's second role <laughs> oh. And then he's been in a bunch of stuff since then. Yeah. Well, hey. Good, well, good, hey. good job. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. So um, I think you had a, did you have a band you wanted to talk yeah. about? Um, so I will say, uh, well, first of all, you guys, if you listened to the last show, dad was, it was, I think dad's just maybe confused about my dating life. <laughs> 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 Or like what's going on. And so basically, just basically, it's just weird out here and that's fine. Um, but the one good thing about uh, going on more dates and talking to more people, you know, all that stuff is I get, I get some really good recommendations sometimes. So that's fun. That almost makes the whole thing worth it. <laughs> and so, so one of said recommendations is a band called Krungbin. I had to look up how to how to pronounce it because it's spelled a very different type of way. 
And Krungbin is an American trio from Houston, Texas. And the Spotify says that they are kind of lumped in with surf rock, psychedelic rock, a bunch of other like labels like that. So I have listened to their discography a few times since I got the recommendation. And oh, they have uh, some work with Leon Bridges, some collabs. Mm. The main thing, I really enjoy it. My, my, what am I going to say? My description of them is vibey. So if you're looking for vibey, you should find them. Okay, so you need to explain what you mean by vibey. Vibey, like you, maybe there's some words, maybe there aren't, but there's good, like, it's kind of funky. It's kind of, it's very, is melodious a word? Um, Sure, why not? (laughs) It is. Melodious Monk. He was my favorite jazz player. (laughs) It reminds me a lot of the bands that we mentioned in the previous episode, specifically the, the Get Down that we saw last week. And so... And also, Dad, sometimes you can't you can't explain a vibe. You just have to experience the vibe. And so I would <laughs> <laughs> I would say it's worth looking into. And you're gonna think that you should type in K-R-U-N-G-B-I-N. That's not how it's spelled. It's spelled K-H-R-U-A-N-G-B-I-N. Um, that is weird. Yeah, but you whatever, it's fine. We'll, we'll put them on a playlist. <laughs> Modern languages and is always evolving. So, and I don't know where the name comes from, but I do recommend it. Okay, we'll put them <laughs> on a playlist. I wanted to mention uh, a book uh, that I'm currently on, almost through: "The mm-hmm. Only Good Indians" by Stephen Graham Jones, and this is a literary horror novel, and it's set present day. These four guys who are Blackfeet from the Blackfeet tribe go out hunting uh, before Thanksgiving. They Mm -hmm. go to a part of the reservation that's supposed to be reserved only for elders. Uh, So they're breaking that thing. Then they come across this herd of elk that are easy picking. And then something bad happens. Okay. And so as the book, the very first chapter in the book is one of these guys has a very weird experience and then dies horribly. Now it's almost 10 years later mm-hmm. and weird things start happening to the other three. Oh. Um, and yeah. I, I like this book a lot. It, parts of it are gory as all get out and hard to read. But I yeah. like the book a lot because the horror draws from Native American indigenous uh traditions and Mm -hmm. ideas sometimes the book seems like psychological horror okay is this really happening or is a guy going crazy okay then other times it's like monster movie stuff but with a a monster that's uniquely uh indigenous inspired one of the things that i also like about this book is it's sort of an interesting look inside of Native American culture, like the way these, the Blackfoot guys, Blackfeet guys interact with each other um, and talk to each other, uh, what their daily life is like, you know, and then how they, how they interact with whites. So there's a lot, a lot in there. So uh, I highly recommend it. It's called The Only Good Indians by Stephen Graham Jones came out in 2020. Yeah, he wrote, um, which I think we mentioned on the show, it must have been last year, he wrote 
the book Mongrels, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. And it's not that I wouldn't say that is as scary as what you're talking about, but it does deal a lot with because he is an indigenous writer. It does deal with a lot of those themes as well. They less less horror genre. Yeah. Or traditionally horror genre, I would traditional say. Traditional horror genre. Yeah. I also uh, before this just read Hell House by Richard Matheson. Hell House, of course, inspired several movies. Famous one with Vincent Price. I think there's one with Liam Neeson and Catherine Zeta-Jones in it, maybe. And the premise, uh, and Richard Matheson was the guy who wrote I Am Legend, one of the early vampire zombie kind of um, novellas. He wrote Mm -hmm. a bunch of the classic Twilight Zone episodes. Just an incredible, incredible writer. So the premise of Hell House is this this uh, very wealthy guy hires a team of researchers to go to this house where all this horrible stuff has happened in an attempt to prove that there's an afterlife. And yeah. uh, one of the member of the team is is a scientific guy and his wife, who's his assistant. Mm-hmm. And there's a faith-based medium. And then there's a a me a medium type guy who survived a previous outing he was the only survivor of a previous outing at the house so (laughs) it is intense yeah scary there's all this sexual repression in it it's just it's just an intense book and i mean i was reading it and thinking it's just as scary as anything written today and it was written you know decades ago so yeah. uh, that's Hell House by Richard Matheson. And the movies, I've seen I've seen the original one with Vincent Price. It was pretty scary. I can't remember the one with Liam Neeson. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. As we all know, I'm a wimp, so I will be skipping those. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you for the recommendation. <laughs> so, so, you know, sometimes, sometimes there's just stuff that needs to be avoided, which sounds really silly coming from... A person who's into true crime but it's different it's different true crime is like for me is like research into why other people could go to the extremes that they go to yes but but and i know that horror is another way of exploring that but also at the same time like no thank you (laughs) yeah but where i was going going with that was i don't like to read true crime because this is stuff that actually happened. Yeah. The horror stuff is scary, but it's make-believe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think it depends on, I think that depends on your personal beliefs on our ghosts real, our, you know, our demons real, et cetera, et cetera. So, and that's a very, I think that's actually a friend and I were talking about how, practices i guess we can say spiritual practices that are of course more based in non-western civilizations so like reiki and energy healing all that stuff it kind of is the same thing like who's to say really if ghosts are real or demons are real or or whatever because you know you can't tell someone what their experience is and just because you haven't experienced it or you don't really believe in it doesn't mean it's not real, right? Like it could be right. an it could be a yes and situation. But for some reason that is much scarier to me than than it, other people who have just 
gone bonkers and did some really bad things. So, yeah. <laughs> wow. And they did it anyways. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So do you, anything else you want to talk about? No, this took a turn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have a good turn. It was a good turn to have a little discussion, you know? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Kate, where can people find us if they are not, uh, can't reach into the, into the paranormal vibe and connect <laughs> with our ectoplasm? Where can they find us? You can find us. On Facebook and Instagram at Papaholics Podcast, uh, on Twitter at Papaholics. And then if they have any opinions on where this show went and if they want to share <laughs> or if they think that we're both cuckoo, uh, they can send us an email to Podcast at gmail.com. And they can think that. And honestly, we're both probably, we'll probably both be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is nothing new. We know. That's nothing new. We know. (laughs) All right. So for Papaholics, I'm Steve Hall. I'm Kate Hall. Go out and enjoy pop culture. Goodbye.